You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. Book of Luke, chapter 13. Now there were some present at the time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but didn't find any. So he said to the man who took care of his vineyard, For three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down! Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. On the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. Then Jesus asked, What is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. Again he asked, What shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, We ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves thrown out. People will come from east and west and north and south and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God, 
Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first, and first who will be last. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you to desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So Jesus talks about sort of these two aspects of repentance. One being that we turn away from our sin, but also that we turn towards producing fruit, that we also be engaged in producing the fruit of the Spirit, essentially. And uh, one of the kind of interesting things about the biblical notion of repentance is that in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for repentance or to repent is shuv, which is also literally the word that means to physically turn around on your way, uh, to return. It's used so many times in the Old Testament, but primarily to just mean that someone was on their way somewhere and then turned around and went the other way. And so sort of deeply embedded in uh, the soil of Scripture, when it comes to repentance, this idea of repentance and how it's grown up in the Bible, uh, is this whole notion of coming away from one direction and going very much in another direction, uh, in the opposite direction. And so it does seem that the Bible is very clear about how uh, not only are we supposed to turn away from a certain life when we become followers of Christ, but very much turn towards another life and go in a very different direction. So what does that mean here? I love that it begins in grace in this chapter. So, and what we were speaking of yesterday, like Jesus calling us to this repentance before judgment, like it's, it's pretty intense. But chapter 13 is this beautiful picture of grace in the parable where he's, you know, showing the farmer or the, or the vineyard keeper who's like, look, there's this tree that just hasn't produced fruit over and over again and we just need to we just need to tear it up like it's mm. done um, yet we see the uh, the grace of the farmer is like well let's let's give it one more season in fact I mean to just take some extra care here dig around it fertilize it one more time and let's see what happens mm -hmm. right and then when Jesus takes that time and it's fertilized it produces fruit so uh, I love that it begins in grace. So mm -hmm. yeah, we have to be get to this place of repentance, looking at ourselves, mm -hmm. uh, and even as we engage with community around us. But I, I just love that it's cushioned in grace that way. Uh, so transitioning away from the symbolism of a tree in a vineyard, um, and you know, a vine dresser that's been tending, and the workers in the vineyard that have been tending to the trees, and there's an expectation that they would reap harvest that just has not been there yet. They've been pouring resource in time after time. I think. How do we bring that into examples? And I think, you know, maybe it's the family where you've been picking this family up for every, every like program, every Sunday, whatever, every VBS, you always take them places 
week after week and they never offer to help or they never contribute or they only cause problems and they steal the toilet paper out of the bathroom as well as the soap and anything like what like they're the people that they don't contribute but they actually take away from because the reason you would cut down a fig tree is because it's taking away from the community mm-hmm. so the uh, the soil the nutrients it's drawing from the soil what it's taking from the water as we know there's not a like it's not a water rich area this part of the world so you would want to give the opportunity to the trees that are bearing fruit to have access to all the resources. So the tendency would be uproot the tree that's just taking up all the resources but not producing fruit. Mm-hmm. And I think I so get that in ministry because you want to be like, okay, that person, like I have not seen anything from them, like they're done. We're not picking them up anymore. Or, you know, they're cut off or, you know, which cut down, cut off, like it's very similar. But Jesus is saying not just give them another year of the same old, same old, not like, oh, one more chance or we don't cut people off. In fact, he's saying move in the opposite direction. Push more resource yeah. towards those people. Show extra kindness. Come around them in deeper ways because maybe actually what's been producing fruit for the other trees, this tree needs more. Mm. And this tree, like every one of us, deserves an opportunity to receive exactly what we need so that we can be fruitful. And what I need to be fruitful is so different than what Rob needs to be mm. fruitful, right? But each of us deserve the opportunity to receive that discipleship, that mentoring, and those opportunities, certainly from the heart of the Father, but also from community. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. God bless you, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.